0: Hello and welcome to another episode in week 40 of the year. This year is flying by of the Joe Rogan Experience Review Podcast. For new listeners, this basically is kind of a summary of the week of Joe Rogan's uh, Experience Podcast. Uh, I go through uh, different episodes, talk about things that I liked about it. Often I have a guest on. Today I have a guest introducing a Good friend of mine, long time buddy. Trevor, say hey. What's going on? And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I go through what I like, what was fun about it, what was enjoyable. And uh, I like to go over things like what inspires people based on the podcast. I like to get a lot of feedback from that. So this week is a great week for podcasts, especially for Joe. Um, starting off with um, 1158 Bert Kreischer. So Bert is a legend. Uh, friends of Joe Rogan and listeners of Joe Rogan know that Burt is a comedian. Uh, he's been on the podcast so many times I can't even count. Every time he's hilarious. And what's great about this one is he's finally released his new stand-up special on Netflix. Uh, which is out now so listen to that it's absolutely hilarious and uh, i haven't actually watched all of it yet but uh man anything that crazy shirtless fatty does is absolutely fantastic um now you've been
1: a fan of bert for some time right yeah he's pretty funny guy man yeah i I think they talked about on a podcast previously where he does his machine bit oh the machine bit is legendary yeah now, we just watched that bit
0: earlier today. If you haven't seen the Machine bit, what's great about it is basically it's a breakdown of, and you've got to watch it, but it's a story of when he was in college taking Russian and uh, he went over to Russia with his classmates. They ended up giving him the nickname The Machine He was just getting hammered with these Russians on a train, ended up robbing the place. The story is insane. It's almost like unbelievable with how fantastic it is. But the way he tells it is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in stand-up. I think it has like 10 million hits on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. You've got to check it out. It's so fantastic. Now, uh, Bert and Joe were talking about their how they do their specials, right? Mm-hmm. Filming comedy specials, is something I'm interested in. And, uh, and I always like to hear how comedians set that up. Yeah. So one thing that comedians have been doing and they talked about quite a bit is when they get a venue, they will do it over multiple nights, right? So Joe's last special, which he filmed a few months ago, that hasn't been released yet, um, he did that over four nights. Mm-hmm. And what that does is with the filming, it takes a lot of pressure off, like the mistakes, making sure yeah. you get the jokes and you can hit the punchlines mm-hmm. and you get the responses you need. And it was interesting to hear that Burt only did two of those. Hmm. But how he put it on the podcast is he was talking basically that he prefers the pressure, yeah. right? Yeah. So the first night, he bombed big time. <laughs> he messed up a bunch of lines and... So now on the second night, he had to like pump himself up. It was like game day. He's like, listen, motherfucker, we're gonna do this. We're gonna get this right. Mm -hmm. And he went out there and he crushed it, crushed it.
1: So all of it was just from one take? Mostly, Mostly, yeah. I don't think he
0: used anything from the first take, from what I could tell. Uh And interesting way of doing it. I don't know, I would film it a few more times, personally. (laughs) (laughs) I'd like to give myself a bit more of a buffer. But he's a pro, he's done it a long time. Uh, he t- they talked about Chappelle's uh, special mm-hmm. as well uh, I think the second one that he's done because he released one I think last year that mm-hmm. was like a yeah. double yeah. and yeah. then he just did a new one now yeah. Yeah. and that one he did six times really? yeah he did six different nights of filming mm-hmm. just because like why not? not that he necessarily needs it but I don't No, he doesn't yeah. when you watch him live he's amazing yeah. but if he's going to practice it anyway, he could definitely afford to. And you can guarantee you take the only the very best clips yeah. that time around. Yeah, sure. And and they are really good specials. Yeah. They, I, I really enjoyed those. Um, it, some of the interesting parts of their conversation was the early days of comedy between them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, just hearing what these comedians go through is so brutal and you know we touched on this earlier they were talking about how the florida crowds are the worst yeah
1: right well that's where he's from originally bert right
0: yeah yeah well he went to college there for sure so i don't know if he if he grew up there but he went to florida state Mm. and uh so he knows those crowds Mm. did they say why they why they're so rough i you know i Like a bunch of hecklers or something. Yeah, it was. It's not just that, but then you know they're not paying attention, and you got a lot of kind of diversity Mm -hmm. over there. So, Mm -hmm. so you know that some crowds are into it, some aren't. Like for example, Joey Diaz is Mm -hmm. Cuban, Mm -hmm. so he's crushing over there, and and Joe talks about how no, you've never seen anyone crush like Joey could do in Florida. But I think it's one of those. I think they're like really tough crowds to win over Mm. because. You have to be yeah. like from them. You right. know what I mean? You yeah. have to really have that under. They're, they're just happy to hate you. <laughs> and that puts you in a, in a bad spot. And I, I
1: just can't imagine. I wonder if you could use that to your advantage knowing that in Florida.
0: Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine. I mean, as long as you don't quit, yeah. it's definitely going to give you a thick skin.
1: Yeah.
0: It's going to toughen you up for sure. But uh, that would make me cower away as well. Yeah. Dane Cook has a story early days as well where he did one in Florida and they didn't even give him it was like at a almost a, like a fairground mm-hmm. and they didn't give him a place to perform so he had to like stand up on top of this like almost like a hot dog stand mm-hmm. and he'd just yell his comedy at people hmm. and he ended up getting hot dogs thrown at him <laughs> really? and this was like his early days and he says that was actually the closest he ever got to quitting
1: that, that reminds me of um I think Willie Nelson tells a story about how whenever he first started out, he wasn't very popular in, like, country bars and everything. And so he would go and play these dive bars in the south somewhere and go to the roughest joints he could find. And he walked into this one place one time, and they had chicken wire up in front of the stage. Oh, amazing. And people, the whole time, people were just throwing, like, bottles at it and cussing at him and telling him he sucks oh. and stuff. Didn't they do something like that in the movie Blues Brothers? Isn't yeah. there like a scene at the beginning where yeah, somebody's like, like yeah. playing yeah. behind yeah. one? I never yeah. thought that that
0: was actually a real thing. Yeah, It looked way too insane. Yeah. Imagine a place that crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Can't imagine trying to keep with it. Oh, it'd be fun though. Yeah, It would be fun for sure. Another thing uh, uh, that Bert's up to now is staying fit. He's not drinking as much, hmm. which is a huge thing. Because remember they did Sober they October did sober, all together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's coming up again. They're thinking about think a new one. Again? I think they are they're not gonna do the yoga. Oh, okay. I think that um Ari is not into the yoga. Yeah. He's not doing that. Because they
1: were again. doing like no al- like no no alcohol, no drugs and and I think and then fifteen hard yo- yoga yoga. Yeah.
0: Fifteen. Joe did nine in a row at the end because really? well, he had no time. Yeah. So he like squashed it all together yeah. and that is way too much. But see, Bert's been training. Mm-hmm. He did like a, a marathon not that long ago. Mm-hmm. And now he's doing, I think he's doing like the um, Spartan things. What so like, well, those ones are almost like an Iron Man. I think oh, okay. it's like an assault course, but okay. a lot of running and mm-hmm. other stuff throw a spear you're right kick someone down a well (laughs) yeah so (laughs) fight a bunch of persians (laughs) so he's staying in as much shape as he can right and he he really doesn't have a room for drinking Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. on top of that Mm -hmm. which is probably the best way to motivate yourself not to drink if you're a drinker give yourself something to do early in the morning rather than say I'm not gonna drink because then you just think about it probably drink more yeah and uh, so he has it right, and it's impressive. I don't know if he's losing a ton of weight. He still looks fat to me, but... <laughs> Good job.
1: I, I hadn't seen his new special. He looks about the same, though.
0: Yeah, pretty much. I wonder if it's just a way to, like,
1: save face. Well, if he gets a six-pack, well, you know, he's like, not gonna be taking his shirt off you, anymore. As you get older, it's harder to, like, you, your hangovers are harder on you so maybe they're just coming up a way to like say face oh we're being healthy that's but it's it. really yeah. alcohol just kicking our ass just, and they, they, can't, can't, they, they can't hang anymore well
0: they're like in their 50s yeah. Joe's yeah. just turned 51 yeah. in August Yeah, so uh, we actually did his like kind of like a birthday tribute podcast yeah I haven't listened to that one yet and uh um yeah so getting that's not young no it's gonna hurt yeah. stuff yeah. hurts yeah. gotta push through it yeah. um um uh, moving on he gets he gets into like the early days of of just kind of his life and dating Mm -hmm. and dating crazy women bert yeah Uh and i we've all been there right i mean yeah for you yeah boy back in high school probably is the (laughs) last time but i mean it's it exists they do exist and you pick them up in the sense of like i don't know you want to fix them isn't that kind of part of the excitement though if there's a little bit of crazy yeah yeah until you learn what it is and then <laughs> yeah. you're like this is not Whoa. exciting I cannot handle this my god <laughs> she killed my rabbit <laughs> with my pillow she yeah right pillow. oh but just like hearing those stories and like when he's talking about fixing them, you know? Mm. I wanted to fix them. I wanted yeah. to help them and fix them. And they did this and that. And he, he had this That's one. Never good. Nah. Well, you're not going to. You can't no, fix people. Try and fix people? People are who they are. He said he, he had a, a girl over one time. I guess they just slept together. But he came real quick. Mm-hmm. And then she was like, that was it? Mm-hmm. Like, I came all the way over here for this? And like was just really giving him a hard time? He was like, you need to get out. And she just went off on it. Really? And he knew it was done. Mm-hmm. So he just like laid that out. I can't remember what... It, Man, I totally blanked on what he said to her, but it was really insulting. like really? Like, fuck off, bitch, or, or mm-hmm. just something nasty. Yeah. But what was hilarious about it is there was this moment of pause, and instead of going nuts, she just cracked up laughing. So mm-hmm. they had, like, this moment, but cool. it's a wake-up call. Yeah. You got to kick those people out. You can't have them in your life. Mm. Well, you're not going to fix them. No. You're not going to be able to do anything. Well, why
1: get into a relationship and, like with that expectation that expecting somebody to change you know I, it's I mean? hopeful right yeah. and you
0: don't know that you can't yeah. Yeah. you know you kind of feel like that's not really fair I, I think, think you don't anybody's... notice too right yeah right. Probably not, that's yeah. probably it takes yeah. a while yeah. Yeah. yeah and then you're like oh now it's here yeah and then you're just like well maybe if i can x y and z it and yeah. no no hmm. women with no friends that's where you gotta women with no female friends right you gotta watch out for that one yeah that one's a bad sign If other women don't like them, there is a reason. It means that they are worried that the girl's going to fuck all their guys or something. (laughs) Like, it is something like that. And I've dated plenty of those women. I'm glad they're gone. Nobody needs it. Uh, Moving on to the last bit of the podcast, they got into how they put their sets together. How they Mm -hmm. write. Mm -hmm. How they get on with it. That's cool. Well, even professional comedians just like anyone trying it mm-hmm. oftentimes massive procrastinators and writing is the hardest part sure so I'm always interested to hear like how they go about it mm-hmm. Joe's a very disciplined person mm-hmm. you know I mean just from listening to this podcast yeah, you know this yeah. so he can sit down and just crack on with it right but some of the other guys struggle some mm-hmm. people don't write at all they do all of their material on stage and really? they work new things in and that's really it's gotta be hard yeah uh, it, it's hard right yeah. And Bert was talking about how he's setting up. And he said he almost has 50 minutes of new material since his special was filmed, I think, in January. Wow. So it's been all March. I don't know. It's been quite a lot of months, mm-hmm. almost six months mm-hmm. since it was released. But in that time, he's been able to build up a lot. Because there's always that period after you do your special and you're willing to dump you have to dump your material, that you have nothing. So
1: like right right after you do a special, they just kind of, they
0: start fresh. Kind of. I think oftentimes they mix stuff in. Yeah. So they'd be doing a lot of new stuff that doesn't really gain any traction, and then they do some of their older bits, not Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Well, sure. But just to kind of keep things going. Yeah. And they do have close to six months between filming and airing, that they can still work on stuff that's cool but it's i think what they're saying is it's just a good habit mm. to to drop your material once you've made the special mm-hmm. because people have heard it they yeah. know the bits yeah. they like shout out the punch lines yeah it gets it gets super annoying i yeah. think for these poor guys yeah. yeah and uh and you know joe even says he's like i'm pretty obsessive about it. If I think of something, he goes, "I'll just hop up and leave the room hmm. and go write it down."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that is important because right. you want to catch it in the moment. Well, you you always think you can remember, right? And you yeah. won't. Yeah. Even if you remember the premise, you won't right. remember that spark that was like that was what was funny. Right. But it gets awkward cuz sometimes you're doing things you can't really stop doing. Mm. To write things down. Yeah. Like, you couldn't be... Like, like, like you're jerking off. And you yeah, yeah you funny. couldn't be having sex and you just stop in the middle and you're like, sorry, sweetheart. <laughs> I, I just thought of something <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, that'll get, get you kicked out of bed. That'll get you kicked out for sure. <laughs> You'll be in big trouble. So, uh, yeah, check out his special, guys. Watch it. Um, it he's great. He needs support. Follow him on Instagram. He's always doing hilarious shit on that, too. Next up, um, podcast 1160, Valentine Thomas. Uh, she's cool. She's French-Canadian.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, she was a lawyer, now an ex-lawyer. Quit that, gave up everything, sold everything she owned to become a professional spear-fisher person.
1: Mm-hmm. F-
0: not fisherwoman. fisherwoman? I don't know. Can you say that? Yeah, sure. All right. A spear-fish-woman. Fisher-woman.
1: A, s- a spear-woman?
0: A spe- yeah, a f- with fish. A fish spearwoman? A spear-woman. F- a spear fisherman who is a woman. <laughs> there we go. We got it. Something. 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 Don't
1: get mad. Do, what, do, what do professional spear fisher people do? People. I don't. Yeah. Well, they spear fish. Like in competitions? Um, or do they They like, didn't
0: talk a lot about that. I think it just means that that's they, what you do full time. But do they put the fish on the market and like sell it uh, for meat? I don't know how like, much you can get. Well, some fish, yeah, you
1: can like, crazy can amounts you, of money. You, yeah, but are like you leaving fish. with like a huge bag of fish? I don't know. Maybe it's like rare fish or something. That, yeah, well, I haven't she listened didn't, to the podcast. Well she, didn't t- yeah,
0: <laughs> well, she didn't talk a lot about oh, really? how she makes money based on the fish. She talks about mm-hmm. having fish, right? So okay. she she has a huge freezer of great fish. She okay. loves eating
1: them. Okay.
0: Maybe she sells some. She,
1: she must. I mean, she's got to be making She does about. some
0: um, like free diving that's lessons cool. uh-huh. a little bit of that Training which is like yeah holding
1: your breath for a yeah. long time yeah. she that talks about that stuff
0: staying real calm and um, you know heading down and doing that and then uh, most
1: of deep. That does, that's, yeah. that's kind of crazy
0: she can hold her breath for like five minutes oh. which is pretty phenomenal yeah. and they go I think they can go like maybe a hundred feet down which I do some diving and mm-hmm. that's a that's a long way that's like as far as you can go with a paddy certified like open water dive, yeah, is that much, but you have tanks, yeah, and you have to like stop on the way back, yeah you gotta, like you don't have to do it if you're a free diver because uh-huh. of the way the oxygen pressurizes like mm-hmm. you get it at the surface, go down, and come back up, it's not okay. like you were breathing down there,
1: so you right. don't you don't have the bends effect, but it's uh-huh. you've still got to be real careful, because you clear like the lung the oxygen out of your lungs at some point, don't you, so that it seems like you get you would get the bends though they have to normalize somewhere Those no 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 it, it doesn't yeah. work quite yeah. like yeah. that because um the air is
0: normal pressure uh-huh. up here yeah you swim down okay and, and it's high it, pressure and it pressurizes yeah. Yeah. and then um because you're not breathing and then you come back up it would expand again right yeah um Huh, yeah, she anyway. didn't anyway, she didn't yeah. it kind of makes sense that you would, but I, for some reason I don't think it happens like that. Okay. Because they didn't talk about stopping. But what she did talk about is a pretty scary story where um, you go with you go with a dive partner, obviously, someone that can watch you. Mm-hmm. She was swimming down and chasing a fish okay. and she was telling Joe that she was like eighty feet down, quite a long way. Mm-hmm. The guy's further up looking down, watching her, exclusively watching her. Okay. And what happens is something can happen to your body when you're running out of oxygen and mm-hmm. you start to kind of kick and spasm a bit uh-huh. weird. Like uncontrollably? Yeah, yeah. Like just odd movements yeah. that are involuntary, mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. you're not doing it. Yeah. And she started to have that, get a bit dizzy, and she started to black out. Okay. And this guy was able to spot it, swim down. I mean, the last thing she's remembering is, God, I hope this guy is looking at me. Yeah. Because it yeah. looks like he is, but if he at doesn't point, notice. You probably
1: can't. Get to the surface fast enough to make a difference.
0: Yeah, you'll be dead yeah. very quickly, obviously, yeah. if you black out. But she, yep. he was able to come down and get her. And she said the reason that was is because his, I think his brother died mm. um, free diving. And I don't know if he was watching. Mm-hmm. To, he was the partner, but this happened. Oh, and it, it was because someone wasn't paying attention. Wow. So, he, yeah, he was super serious about it. And, uh, you know, it helps. Yeah, It helps at all. But uh, yeah, just just the idea that somebody would go from a, like a lawyer to a spearfisher person <laughs> yeah, is pretty amazing. Yeah, and she just sounded so passionate about it, so mm-hmm. excited, all of her energy, like absolutely loves this yeah. beyond really anything that she's ever done, and she there was also like this reflective process mm-hmm. where she was really able to see who she is and what she wants to do and what's valuable to her mm-hmm. and where she wants to live and how she wants to do her life yeah. and also what she's eating. Yeah. Like the food, the quality. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's neat that she went from, you know, spending all your time as a lawyer in an office behind a desk and then you're able to kind of flip that switch and go like follow your passion and make a living doing it. And, you know, we were talking about that earlier how... You have a lot of respect for people who do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. That well, are able to make a living f- just following their passion
0: because it's so brave. Yeah, and you know yeah. it's so scary. Yeah. I think everybody it's admires a nice it. Jump, yeah. And and Joe mentioned that a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. He kept saying how admirable and brave it is. He's yeah. like, wow. Yeah. I think he he really does admire those sorts of things. That's cool. Um, and yeah, and for her it paid off, and maybe for other people it doesn't. But you know what? There's something about trying. Yeah. And if you do it once keep doing it you'll find your path but more importantly you won't be stuck on one that you hate right and which is easy to do yeah i maybe she just I, a lot of people don't have a choice yeah like yeah. she didn't have kids you yeah. know you have yeah. two kids yeah you can't just and a, and a great career just, that you love you can't you wouldn't just be able to turn around tomorrow and be like hey i'm gonna go let's get a log cabin yeah. northern new mexico yeah live off the land
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> what would you even grow I don't even know. Fig tree. Yeah, a fig tree. She's eating figs all the time, just <laughs> constantly. Yeah, they grow really in. well in the <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I don't even.
0: No, no idea. But yeah, not easy.
1: Yeah,
0: not easy at all. And uh, and yeah, and she did it, and it's pretty amazing. She was also talking mm. about something called, I think it's called the aquatic ape theory. Oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. They, do you so, know much about it?
1: Just that we evolved from. Um, from apes that were swimming in shallow seas or lakes or something looking for fruit and uh, I don't know like too yeah, the specifics but they didn't yeah. get super into it but that's bit. how we developed maybe our like the upright posture and our hips and Huh. yeah and yeah. transitioned to walking on land easier
0: yeah I mean it's just said that we've been in and around water for some time yeah. and uh, um, and that's kind of how We've been able to, you know, something happens, you stick your head under the water and you're able to, your body kind of adjusts. You stop, your heart slows down, you breathe kind of differently, Mm -hmm. Um, your body is preparing for being underwater. And there's something like, remember that Nirvana um, album cover? Uh the automatically hold their breath and supposedly other apes don't do that Mm -hmm. you put them in the water they just drown really but with with humans Hmm.
1: like we've we've been close to water while we evolved and see i just always assumed that that was like just being like developing in a womb in amniotic fluid like you know you're have maybe a natural reflex to hold your breath. Case, Makes sense, right? right? Yeah. But supposedly what they're saying is other animals,
0: yeah. mammals won't do it. Yeah, and they are developing in similar circumstances. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Okay.
1: So, so something different is going on. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> How do they test that? They just throw, like, the... Get these baby chimps and dunk, dunk, dunk them in a tank. hundred percent.
0: That one died. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. They don't treat monkeys. And you got to well. do
1: like at least a thousand to get a good statistical set <laughs> it's just, of data. It's just a genocide for <laughs> science. So like, don't worry. They're just
0: monkeys. We're drowning them all. Maybe one of them will hold their breath. Right. Fucking poor bastards. Monkeys had a hard time. Yeah. To think aliens won't come down and just do, do that ridiculous us. tests yeah. on it. We can't get mad at them. Yeah. They we got like, to probe at least a thousand of these yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, Right. <laughs> They're like, we're finding nothing. I think they eat too much Taco Bell. (laughs) But anyway, awesome lady. Really cool stuff. And also a great Instagram. Really cool. That's how Joe found her. Um, Great pictures on that. Of course, she's going to to amazing places. And and, uh, it's pretty awesome. Um, Up next on the podcast, 1161, Banachek. Banachek is a guy that if you saw Joe Rogan... um, uh, well, uh, blank on that. The name of it, the show that he had, Joe Rogan. Fear no, 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 uh, no. It was he like, oh, this is so stupid. Um, it, it's like Joe Rogan investigates every, questions everything. Oh, Joe yeah, Rogan yeah, questions yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. So he had no. Banachek on because Banachek is a mentalist. He bends spoons. He guesses like numbers Uh that you're thinking like all these different things right so he does all this is that
1: like an illusionist yeah kind of
0: like kind of like that and joe had him on just to see if this was real and and he comes out openly and says it's i'm just tricking you there's no magic
1: yeah Yeah.
0: and what's cool about him is back in the day when he was like 20 he signed up for a university test that went on for four years Hmm. where they were testing his ability to do things like this and what's cool about it is it kind of gives you a breakdown of like the bias of science Mm -hmm. like you think that maybe they'd be the best and only real good researchers because of the scientific method but when their bias is coming in he was able to exploit them and he started to get these guys thinking that he was this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they were just like waiting for this to happen. Even when he eventually came out and said, no, 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 I'm just, I'm doing all this. this yeah, yeah. They thought he was trying to cover up the fact that he had this power. Really? Well, he used to break into the lab uh-huh. and he used to bend everything. Oh, really? And he used to change the clocks and mm-hmm. he used to set stuff up like he would with magic. Huh. And it was just constantly tricking these people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they weren't, they went at it like... Just looking for testing, not assuming that this person's, um, like, main focus would be to trick them, which is to lie to them and change everything. So, of course, they were very upset when everything kind of came out about it. Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, incredible. Now, Banachek is a guy that went on Johnny Carson and he exposed that televangelist guy with the earpiece. Remember, he oh, was like record. Yeah, you remember yeah, that yeah, story yeah. back in the yeah, day? Yeah. And that story was fascinating. Was that, it, was, was that the
1: guy that was like healing people on Yeah, stage yeah, yeah. And, and he yeah. was like,
0: come up, uh, you've got cancer in your yeah. breast. And his yeah. wife is just telling him. Huh. And what they did is they tuned into the frequencies, oh, recorded yeah, yeah, yeah. it, yeah. lined
1: it up with the footage, yeah. played it on Carlson, and That's exposed funny. it. Yeah. And that guy was like cleaning people out of like. Their retirement funds and all yeah. that. a But it was
0: out. worse. He was saying things like, "You don't need your medication. Oh, throw yeah. it up on stage. Wow. And give me ten thousand dollars. Yeah. Like it's it's so criminal. It's Taking unbelievable. Of people and it was all tax free. Yeah. Non taxed Yeah. And he was. I mean, their budget. He Banachek was saying that their guy's budget for making these shows was mm-hmm. half a million dollars a month. Wow. Like, and when was Carson on? Seventies or eighties? Yeah, he
1: probably. F- finished in the late 80s or...
0: Yeah, probably the late 80s. Yeah, Yeah. I mean... the late 80s. Sick. Yeah. Right? But thank God that somebody came out and did this and Mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the most awesome things. How he went about... Um, finding out like how this guy was doing it, uh-huh. and just being able to get it to TV. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing just to know this information. Yeah. What do you do with it? Right. Go to a paper, like yeah. who's reading that? But to sure. be able to actually show it on television, Itch. everyone just went, "What?" Yeah, I'm surprised they didn't string that guy up. Right? I mean, imagine if you knew your grandma. I mean, he was
1: probably arrested for fraud and jailed, or something like that. Yeah. Well Maybe. would it be? I don't know. Or is it yes. just like it's a thing that happens
0: and does he have to really promise right. the word of yeah, God? Yeah. It's hard to say if there's a law being broken there, right? It's tricky.
1: Yeah.
0: It's tricky. Who knows? But then um I think it was they during suit him. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. Um also during some other show that they were doing Mm -hmm. he had this producer on this English guy Mm -hmm. I think he worked for the BBC Mm -hmm. and they were like putting a show together and doing something Mm -hmm. and he worked with this other guy who exposed the evangel um, preacher Mm
1: -hmm.
0: he had him on and they were doing something back and forth but also Proving that what they're doing isn't magic or anything. And the producer, supposedly, this is just like a random story that Mm -hmm. he threw up, but I found it fascinating and it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. The producer was having like a bit of a mental breakdown because he felt like people were tricking him and they were messing with him and it was also real and they weren't able to catch anything on film because they were only bending things while the cameras weren't on just to kind of wind this guy up. Well, he had such a breakdown. He's like yelling at them right uh-huh. and he's like 20 year old kids yelling at them saying well, you know you did this on purpose and you're doing this to ruin my life and career and Banachek is talking about how he's having a breakdown yeah. and then Banachek said he looked down and there was like a wet spot in his pants and the guy was like and, and I just ejaculated and, and a demon made me ejaculate <laughs> okay. it's a demonic ejaculation what? and they're like what the fuck what wow. a fucking lunatic this Losing guy had it. a real job for uh-huh. the BBC producing things yeah completely out of his mind Mm -hmm. batshit crazy and mad at them for not actually having magic powers yeah that he could capture like what a fucking lunatic and joe just kept repeating demonic ejaculation over (laughs) it. he's like oh he's probably having a demonic ejaculation (laughs) dude i was cracking up that's so fantastic uh towards the end of the episode he did some magic Mm -hmm. took some nails Normal stuff like bent it in front mm-hmm. of Joe. Mm-hmm. Took a fork, twisted it round, and talked about how there's a process to it. But mm-hmm. Joe was checking these things out, and mm-hmm. he was like, "There is no way I could bend the spoon like that yeah. or that fork." He's yeah. like, "I have no idea how you did that." Mm-hmm. That was pretty amazing. That's cool. Have you seen
1: those sorts of things? No, ever? I never have. Yeah, that kind of magic. I mean, in uh, the Matrix, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's that's probably my only. The spoon is not real. <laughs> there is no spoon. <laughs>
0: That was great. But, yeah, yeah doing some cool stuff.
1: And, That'd be and, cool to be, see that in person, though.
0: For sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, bit, kind of a big part of what Banachek does, and Joe called him out on it, is, like, how quickly he speaks. Hmm. He speaks so fast, you're, like, constantly confused. Yeah. And then he's, I think he does some pickpocketing and things. So, you know, they often touch you in lots of places. Right. Like, your wrist, your shoulder, they uh-huh. move your elbow, and before you know it, he watches off. Right. But he's also talking to you so fast, you can't really keep up. Hmm you know, with, with where anything is, but you also found out that's a bit of a problem for him because he's trying to slow down in Uh a podcast that Uh Joe's like, dude, can you just slow down a little bit? He almost wasn't able able to do it. Really? And then off on one tangent after another. So Mm -hmm. sometimes with these guys, it's not just like that skill they pick up. Yeah. They're super ADHD. Right. And, and they can't get away from it. underlying
1: conditions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, he, What's the difference between somebody who does that and like... I mean, it's probably a fine line between somebody who does that and like a scam artist. Oh, for sure. But you know what I mean? Well, he probably had to make that choice yeah. at one point. Yeah. He's like, I'm a
0: liar and I can steal and I'm a cheat. Maybe. Why not be open about it so I don't yeah. feel guilty? <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. why not? Or you're just like stealing everyone's wallet and and doing <laughs> right. that. Like those guys in like Italy and Barcelona. Yeah. yeah, the gypsies. Yeah, they're real good at yeah. it. That's terrifying yeah. stuff. Yeah you got to get a fanny pack. Yeah. Bringing the fanny pack back. <laughs> yeah. That's Jerry Rogan right there. Yeah. But anyway, great week of podcasts. Um, really good ones. If you haven't listened to any of those, get on it. Listen to them. They're great. I want to thank Trevor for yeah. being here. Thanks for having me, Adam. Brother, was awesome. Fun, man. we got to yep. do it again. Absolutely. And uh, for everyone that tuned in, I really appreciate it. Thanks for the support. And uh, like I said, I'm going to keep improving this. We're going to keep... Adding to it and, uh, you know, make it worth a damn. Alright, thanks guys, love ya. Bye.